audio. Welcome to Doc Talk, a weekly podcast featuring Monument Health physicians addressing medical topics. Tune into your health with Monument Health. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Doc Talk with Monument Health. My name is Mark Houston, and joining me today is Dr. Deanna Lassagard, uh, who works as a doctor in the emergency department at Monument Health in Spearfish, correct? That is correct. Thanks for joining me today, doctor. This uh, glad to be here. This is going to be much less cliched than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so I'm very excited to talk about what we're about to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about with the upcoming Fourth of July holiday on the way. Fireworks. Okay, um, you're you're local though too, right? You were went to Central High School here. I you're did. Pretty much yeah. born and bred Rapid City. Yes. So, um, not born here. Okay. My dad was in the military, so uh, we when yes. he got out of the military, he was in the army. We moved here when I was in fifth grade. So okay. From fifth grade on, I've been here except for when training has taken me away. Yeah. All right. Where were you before fifth grade then? Where oh, all over the place. We lived Just in everywhere. Germany. We Military lived in Colorado kid. Springs. Yeah. Did you like Germany when you we were there? Loved it. Do you rem- it was did you re- do you remember a lot of it? First grade through fourth grade. So kind of all of those like childhood formative years. Yeah. Were spent in Germany. So those are cool. some of the best. Can you still speak German? Do you have any? Very poorly, as it turns out. <laughs> I thought I did better, and then my husband and I went back a few years ago, and as it turns out, I have not retained that skill. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard one to retain from that age, though. If it you don't is, practice it, it is. And the things that I knew back then are not the things that I need to know now. Right. You know. Yeah, especially so. when you're vacation traveling yeah. for sure. Um so you uh you you started out uh as a as a paramedic, correct? Yes. What what pushed you in that direction? Um Well, um at that time they had an EMT class at Western Dakota Tech that you could take through high school. And so you could get dual enrollment credit. You could do high school credit and you could get college credit for it. And my dad thought it would be a fantastic idea. My dad is a physician, and he thought that that would be a great class to learn some real-life skills before you go off into college and know how to do the Heimlich maneuver, know how to stop bleeding, know when to call 911, those kinds of things. And so I took the class fully anticipating it would just be a class that I would enjoy, and it ended up being my entire career path. That's, you know, because a lot of us should know those things. Those are all basic things everybody should know. Oh, absolutely. But then you you must, there must be a part of you that's a little bit of a thrill seeker, sort of. Because it's odd, because not for myself. Really? No, like I'm not the girl who, you know, like would ever consider like jumping out of planes <laughs> or, you know, even, even things that I would consider moderately dangerous, like mountain biking. Like yeah. I don't do that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm kind of risk adverse when it comes to when it comes to my own safety. I guess what's interesting is you don't mind cleaning up after a lot of that stuff. No, no, I don't. <laughs> when the accidents happen. Oh, that's, uh, a, a, the, the job of paramedic to me has to be one of the most uh, just stressful jobs, though. Did you feel that way as it a paramedic? It is a stressful job. But the thing about being a paramedic that I thought was really good is you have a team with you all the time. So okay. there's always someone that you're on call with. And if you're working for a busier service, you're at a base where there's other people that are responding to calls, too, on other ambulance crews. And so it was very much a family. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, like, the fire service and the police service can, can you know, they're on the same plane about that. The people that you work with just become your family. And so it, although you saw a lot of bad things and it could be very stressful, you had a team that you were very dependent upon and worked with very closely. And so... That was nice. Is that you had that, that real team kind of effort. So, having your father as a physician, then did you did you once you once you kind of got into the paramedic role, did you see that the trend 
the, the trajectory was there then maybe to become a doctor? Not immediately okay. because it is very expensive and it's a very <laughs> long road to becoming a doctor. And I, in my, in my late teens, early 20s, I just could not see sacrificing all of like my best years yeah. going and spending time in school. And so I did the paramedic and then I decided, well, I'll just bite off another chunk. And I got a bachelor's degree in nursing. And so I worked as a nurse for a while. And, and then I just, that wasn't enough. I just, I wanted to know more. I knew that there was so much more out there. There was like this cool club of people who like understood things I didn't understand. And I wanted to know those things. And so. Well, and I think you did it the right way. Just biting off the little chunks, you know. Biting off more student loan debt. Right. Each, each little chunk. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. another. (laughs) That's right. So uh, now, I mean, now you're a full-blown doctor. Uh, You work in the emergency department uh, in, like we said, in Spearfish. Mm Um, I thought when the 4th of July rolled around and everybody talks about the accidents and the, and the issues that it's, it couldn't be like everybody says. Mm-hmm. And so I've never talked to an emergency room doctor and you're, and you're telling me, oh, it absolutely is <laughs> like I everybody mean, says. The volume of patients that we see in the emergency department is definitely up surrounding this holiday without a doubt. I'm, are we dragging people out in body right. bags? No, no like, this, you know, this is not that kind of situation, but we definitely see way more burns, especially leading up to the 4th of July and the 4th of July. And we see a lot, like all of our fireworks injuries essentially happen within that week period of time. Every once in a while, somebody gets a hold of a firework on a, <laughs> you know, in, you know, February. Well, well we can do them on New Year's now too. Can, so do yeah. you see some then maybe come Oddly, in as well we don't see really? near as many on on new year's as we see on the well, it's too cold July. to be outside mm-hmm. to do any of that stuff <laughs> around this, new year's most, probably true. most of them don't want to <laughs> um do you have uh is there any uh, do you have like a particularly memorable case where where you think your expertise kind of played a role in treating a firework related injury well, you, on the it's top just, of your mind? a lot of these actually don't involve definitive care in the emergency department. So oh, my sure. role, with the really bad ones, my role as an ER physician is to get them to who they need to be. Okay. Who they need to be with. Right. And so for serious firework injuries, that's eye and face and hand mostly. And so we do a lot of the temporizing measures, getting things started, getting pain controlled, and then getting them to the ophthalmologist or getting them to the hand surgeon. And so definitive care on the severe fireworks injuries does not happen in the emergency department. We're kind of the gateway to getting them into the system. For the more minor things, the things that aren't going to require surgery, we do definitive care for that. So we treat the burns, you know, and there's surgery that's sometimes required with fireworks too. Yeah. Good uh, unfortunately, Lord. frequently when people have explosive fireworks, that explodes through tissue and bones. And so there will be fractures and there will be tissue missing. And some of those can be very complex and long-term disabling well, to get yeah. back together. I guess I'm trying to just think of what firework I have ever purchased in my life that could that could do something. Can You'd it be, be surprised? Oh, that's, that even, would be my next even question. Even the little then. fireworks, even, you know, like the little bottle rockets and things like that. If you're not handling them safely, if you have them in an enclosed hand, you know, where that pressure can't be released, that can cause significant damage to your hand, just a bottle rocket. And there's always that misconception that bottle rockets, sparklers, things like that are safe fireworks. Like those aren't the dangerous ones, but that's not the case. And so we, we see those types of injuries with that. But then when you start getting into the mortars, 
Um, that's, oh, sure. that's where things get a little extra hairy. That's where people are losing body parts and long-term disability type issues come in. So what about uh, another thing, uh, just kind of researching a little and thinking about this, you know, you, you mentioned the hands, the face, the eyes, that's always the most dangerous part. But I have to imagine that there can be some pretty severe damage that happens to, to hearing too in, in cases like this, isn't there? You can get perforated eardrums. That's only from like the bigger stuff. Right. And generally that can be fixed. Okay. That's a pretty minor slice of the pie of the things that happen with fireworks. Uh, um, burns and fractures kind of being the biggest. Eye injuries kind of being like the next slice. Leg injuries. Sometimes people step on things that are still hot or something shoots them in the leg. And then a ways down that list is where you get to like ear problems. Okay. Um, what about things like PTSD for people that can kind of suffer uh, in that area, too? You know, I've heard a lot about that. I've heard a lot about people who've been in, you know, traumatic situations mm-hmm. where there's been gunfire like overseas or yeah. in combat situations and how that's really brings those kind of things up. But I can't say that we've seen a lot of that okay. in the emergency department. So there there has to be things that you see when you come in that. You, you you treat, you ship them off to the right place, and then after you're done, you you just put your your head in your hands, <laughs> and you're like, why did they do this thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what would be the number one thing you want to tell people? Do not mix alcohol and fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we All could right. sum this up into a two-second, like, little, little blurb, alcohol and fireworks do not mix. That's the one. Yeah. I, I suppose... If you had a third component, it would be the male gender. Oh. <laughs> yes. Look, 68% of serious fireworks injuries are in males. We're just trying to impress you guys, okay? <laughs> That's what this comes down to. We're not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, advice for like... Um, parents with kids too what would you what would you want to what would you want it's tough because you don't want to be like that parent who doesn't allow anything and there's no fun um but i feel like there's a big misconception with safe fireworks when it comes to like everybody's like oh yeah i understand like we shouldn't be firing off big mortars and things like that that could be dangerous but then they supplement that with bottle rockets and with sparklers and sparklers are actually one of the most common reasons we see people in the er they burn so hot 1800 degrees fahrenheit melting metal type hot and so just a drip a second a touch huge deep burns right so i feel like parents often often are trying to make the right choices and choosing like what's the safest way to celebrate this holiday without just being a total Debbie Downer. (laughs) Um, And then they supplement that with sparklers. And sparklers, unfortunately, can also be very dangerous. Nothing's going to explode necessarily with a sparkler. But the burns can be quite severe from that. And if you're talking about burns to the hands or to the face, those can be scarring and those can leave like lifelong disability problems if you've got scarring over joints of your hand or it ends up on your eye. Oh, jeez. You kind of um, need two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I did have, well, you were speaking of the sparklers. I remember being uh, a young kid. I had an older brother. That couldn't be where a lot of this trauma for me started from, uh, using sparklers and then and then him telling me that, uh, no, no, the bright part's not hot. You can grab that. And it's I did. Hot. And I remember a blister on the palm of my hand mm-hmm. and the just... 
for weeks afterwards. It was it was unbearably painful. Kind of ruins the holiday, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it totally ruined the holiday. <laughs> and then I always ask my mom, where were you when this was happening? She's like, oh, it's busy. We were in the kitchen or something. I don't know. Yeah, children of the 80s were <laughs> yeah, raised we, a lot differently we were, than children we, of the 2020s. <laughs> a lot of Gen Xers were, yeah. We're, we're surprised we're still here. Um, well, of course, you know, it's, it's, it is, in a way, cliche to say that you need to be safe around fireworks. Absolutely. But it is, it's comforting to know that there are doctors like you that will be working over that holiday to make mm-hmm. sure everybody's taken care of. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know, the advice you've given here is, is, is again, pretty common sense stuff. Um, but I would love to talk with you again uh, sometime <laughs> about the rest of this stuff that Just you deal come with. Just ruin some other holiday yes, and some other please. wholesome activity for you. We could talk uh, about trampolines and bicycles without I, helmets. Yes, I would love to talk about all of that kind of safety Any stuff. Any kind because... of fun activity you have, I can, I can come right on that parade for but, you. But you know, honestly, <laughs> you are not ruining it because I don't, I don't think that people, I don't think they take it seriously enough. And then when they hear from somebody like you that sees the absolute worst parts Yep. Of when these accidents happen, that might click with them a little bit better, you know. So yeah, my my overall recommendation is when it comes to fireworks, is it's best left to the pros. Mm-hmm. Go watch the professional displays. We are so lucky in the Black Hills area that we have so many of them that yeah. you can get to and go to, and they're they're fun and they're wholesome, and they're safe. And so I think that's probably the best alternative. The next best alternative is like silly string and glow sticks <laughs> and the little sparkle wands and well, things like that. Well, you can like get that silly that string safe. right in your eye, doctor. You could, <laughs> but it is much less damaging than a bottle rocket in the eye. <laughs> uh, do you have you ever been injured by fireworks? Were you ever injured? I have not up? ever okay. been injured by fireworks. Good but job. Like, like we said, I'm kind of risk adverse. Okay. Well, so. no, but your husband though. You... Oh, my husband. He's done a lot of dumb things. Yeah, he was. He was of the era of sparkler bombs, which oh, is course, a yes. complete. Like, don't do that. All right. Messing with the fireworks, reassembling the fireworks, making your own fireworks, that is really a recipe for disaster. Well, uh, you know, uh, he and I could hang out then. That'd be fun. Right. He, yeah. sounds, he sounds like a fun guy, actually. Make sure one of you has fingers <laughs> enough to dial 911. Okay. Uh, Dr. Deanna uh, Lassagard, uh, an emergency room doctor from Monument Health and Spearfish, thank you very much for talking with us. My pleasure. Doc Talk with Monument Health is recorded live at Homeslice Studios, hosted by Mark Houston, edited by Russ Hatton, engineered by Chris Jaquis, and produced by Kelsey Kinney and Rob Henry.